Salutations, Scoob Believer. Do you have a dream of becoming an entrepreneur, but don't know where to start or even what to do? Where can I gather information quickly about what's in my zone of genius? Don't worry, Scoob Believers. I got you covered. Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt and check out an amazing set of AI prompts that will give you ideas, information, and articles to help you get across that start line. Once again, go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Believer. This is an Undiscovered Legacy production. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 66. I like to play with sticks and bricks, but never with 66. Okay. The mental, the reports of mental illness among our teens has raised, been raised by over 60% in over a decade. As young as 10. You couple that with an already existing need to provide them actual skills and education. And then you throw in two years living in isolation, missing all of those growth developmental milestones. Right. And ironically, I saw greater difficulty when they transitioned back to in living their life in person. To the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Hello, Scoob Believers! And welcome to episode number 66 of The Undiscovered Entrepreneur. And it's me, DJ Scoob. <laughs> Coming at you, whatever device you happen to be listening on. All right. So first of all, we're going to talk about the Scoob Believer of the Week. The Scoob Believer of the Week is Snow Leopard. Now, Snow is actually a really good friend of mine. Happened to just recently join TikTok and he saw me, started liking my stuff. So I just want to give a big shout out to one of my biggest Scoob Believers out there. Snow Leopard. You could find him on TikTok at snow underscore leopard underscore and underscore tarot. So check him out in the show notes if you want to see anything to do with him. All right. Today we are talking to Jen. Now, Jen is an amazing person. She's actually building a course to help tweens and teens through life's experiences and making sure they have the tools that they need to be able to navigate teenagers and the teenage life. I got to tell you, I'm, I do make a little point in here, and I'm going to make it to you now, too. The teens of today are, and what they're experiencing now is a whole lot different than, say, the teens of when I was a teenager. She helps these teenagers navigate the current events and how things go. So let's take a listen to Jen. Salutations, Scoob Believers, and we are here again with another amazing brand spanking new entrepreneur. Today, we're here with Jen. Hi, Jen. How are you? Hi, Jesse. It's good to be here. I'm well. How are you? 
I am fantastic. Thank you so much for being on The Undiscovered Entrepreneur. I really appreciate you being here today. It's my honor. All right. Thank you so much. All right. So I have one kind of semi-serious question to ask you, okay? Bring it. Oh, bring it. I like it. All right. <laughs> Are you a school believer? Absolutely. Everybody should be. That's right. I think I agree. Spread the word. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for being a school believer, Jen. I really appreciate you. Okay. So what I'd like to do here is just get a little bit about who you are, how long you've been in your entrepreneur adventure, and what that actually is. Okay. I am a licensed psychotherapist. I'm a licensed clinical social worker in the state of California. And a little less than a year ago, I got this notion that was really a long time brewing. I just didn't know it, just under the surface. And I very quickly moved into action and created a coaching program. I now add teen empowerment coach to my title, one of my many hats that I wear. And I can do one-on-one coaching, right? I do consultations with parents, but in essence, I'm trying to reach as many teen girls as possible. And as I get this program dialed in and virtually automated, I want to start a second one for teenage boys. Similar challenges, but they obviously present a little bit differently. So my goal truly is to equip teenagers and, well, tweens and teens, really, with all the tools that they need to navigate the challenges and really break down all the stereotypes that we have about what it means to be a teenager. Because the reality is it can be a challenge. They can get themselves into all sorts of drama and create trauma for themselves, or we can give them the tools that they need so that they can actually embrace the power and the potential of what adolescence is supposed to be providing them. And so I'm on a mission. Nice. That's awesome. And the father of three kids, my current one is 17. So I've been in there too, a couple of times. You really don't know what to expect. It's funny because we set ourselves in when our teens. So we think that our teens should be the same as their teens. And it's really not. We're living in a whole different world now than when we were teens, right? I have this conversation all the time, even with my own husband. Yeah. 80s and 90s was a whole lot different than 2023. I got to tell you, this is 2023 for anybody in the future. (laughs) But my son was a COVID child where his development happened during COVID, which really stopped a lot of his social aspects of his life. And I'm seeing that now. So I mean, that was really one of the motivators, right? Like, it wasn't any one thing. That's why I said it was bubbling under the, the surface for a long time. Really, for well over a decade, I've been on my soapbox about school districts needing to do provide more social-emotional curriculum so that kids learn how to be resilient. They learn how to create um, flexible mindset. They learn how to communicate effectively and address conflicts, how to be assertive, how to really learn what self-care is. These are all things that are teachable. but we don't overtly teach them. We just expect them to magically know them or to to learn through osmosis. And I, I've been preaching and pounding on doors and making myself known. And then in my therapy practice, I see this staggering um, increase in mental health crises 
particularly among te- you know teenagers, right? And it's across races, it's across socioeconomic s- statistics, it's across the board. It's the mental, the reports of mental illness among our teens has raised been raised by over sixty percent in over a decade, as young as ten, right? So you couple that with an already existing need to provide them actual skills and education. And then you throw in two years living in isolation, missing all of those growth developmental milestones, right? And ironically, I saw greater difficulty when they transitioned back to in living their life in person mm-hmm. because they're so used to hiding behind the screen and there's so much digital stress and they lack these skills. So the engagement is just off the charts, stressful for them. So all of these things combined was just like, I guess I need to get off my soapbox and just start doing. (laughs) And doing you are. I really find that a lot of teenagers nowadays, instead of coming to adults or parents, will actually look somewhere else, aka YouTube or online, to find the information that they need. Because like we said before, the information for me is going to be 20 some odd years old. So it's, it doesn't work. So do you find that a lot? That is the case. But part of that is what's happening developmentally in adolescence. And that's what I try to help parents understand. Your kid's not tuning you out because they don't care or they think you're stupid or they don't love you or whatever. Their brain is naturally wanting to seek out other voices and other information and to figure things out on their own separate from that's that's part of their individuation process. I'm not a big fan of the self-diagnoses happening through TikTok and YouTube, but I do love that kids are acknowledging that there's need for information and trying to seek it out. And that's what's most readily available. All right. And that's what you provide in your business. It is. So I set it up to be one-stop shopping, really, and I know everybody says that, but I truly have tried to streamline it to not overwhelm their already overwhelmed systems. And parents, that by the time they're reaching out to me, a lot of times it's coming from a more reactive place of, I don't know what to do anymore. I have, I'm still creating, but I'm trying to stay ahead of them video modules, right, that they can watch on their own. I divide it up over 12 weeks, but honestly, they can watch it in whatever order they want. I do twice weekly live coaching calls where they get to ask any questions. We can actually dissect what they saw in the video, apply it to what's happening in their life. It's a place to ask questions and really create a little kind of mini sisterhood because their social brain is so much in in charge right now that being able to learn with, you know, their peers is a really important aspect um, mm-hmm. for that connection. And then they we do a private group. All the, re- all the coaching calls are recorded so that they can go back if somebody has to miss it because they've got dance practice or they've got soccer practice, right? They can let me know if they have any questions and I'll address it in the coaching call. And then they have it to refer back to. I don't know about you, but a lot of times I listen to something and I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. And then a day or two later, I'm like, crap. Why didn't I write that down? So they can go back and and always have that for reference. And then when they complete the program, 
they have the option of staying on for the group coaching calls every month, just because that accountability and that reinforcement is a really important thing as they're developing these tools. Otherwise, they just stop using them. And I tell them, I can go to Home Depot, I can buy every tool in the place and have this ginormous, pretty, shiny toolbox. But if I don't open it, and if I don't practice and get comfortable using those tools, it was a waste of my time and money. It's an opportunity. It's not a have to. This isn't school. I don't grade them. I don't judge them. It's a, it's an opportunity for them to develop what they need so that they feel confident, right? They feel connected. They feel good about themselves because it's absolutely possible. It can go either way in adolescence, right? Yes. I can seek my dopamine hit with healthy activities or I can do high-risk activities, right? There are high-risk activities that are potentially healthy for me. And there are those that are potentially deadly. We want to help them harness and understand the power of the adolescent brain so that they, reminds me of Spider-Man, right? With great power comes great responsibility. Their brain gives them virtual superpowers if they learn how to use them responsibly. So that's a lot. And that's a lot for a teen to take in too. So I understand how we can, we need to find other places for them to learn from. So I really appreciate everything that said. We got a really good idea of what you do and how you can serve others. All right. I'd like to know what we touched on a little bit. What I'd really like to know is what actually got you started in this business? What was the catalyst that set things off for you? In coaching specifically? Obviously, I've spent my entire adulthood in service as a social worker, as a therapist, as an advocate. This really started, I think the seed was planted a little less than 15 years ago. I was contracting with the very affluent, competitive, very large school district. And while I was there, I was contracted to work with a very specific um, group of kids. And the needs were just so great. And if you build it, they will come. And once I started providing, then it was just like, we need more and there's more. And in the midst of all of this, the this, the city, this district experienced what we would deem um, a suicide cluster. Mm. So there were multiple deaths of adolescents in very dramatic, very permanent ways and many other attempts. And so I ended up for a little over a year spending most of my time identifying, triaging, intervening, safety planning, and occasionally hospitalizing these youth. And again, given my background as a trauma therapist, that wasn't totally out of the realm of my toolbox, but it was just heartbreaking. And it was so concentrated because suicide becomes contagious Hmm. and their underdeveloped brains really aren't able, I shouldn't say they're not able, without the tools, they don't stop and think about the longer range plan and and the impact. They don't really stop to think about the permanency of it. So that was when I started pounding the loudest about the need for social emotional curriculum, because I got tired of hearing people say, the grades are, are too hard, right? The competition is too much. That wasn't it. It was their inability to manage the stress. It was the fixed mindset, the expectations of what it meant to be successful, right? It was the lack of tools for them to navigate that and to know when and how to seek resources when it was feeling too much. And so that just really took my commitment to a whole nother layer. And I have spent my entire career in a reactive mode, 
of helping people heal from trauma. And no, we can't always intervene. But when I work with adolescents, so many of the traumatic experiences they bring into this space that then we work to heal would have been preventable if they really understood some of those pitfalls and they could have understood alternatives. And so I'm all about wanting to create an avenue that's more proactive than reactive because there's just not enough of it. That's very true. That's very true. And it's amazing to me when we sit down and really think about it, what actually happens to us doesn't just affect us. It affects everybody around us too. And a lot of people don't think about that. They just think about this is just going to affect me. No, it's going to affect family members. It's going to affect friends. It's going to affect more people than you really think. And that goes with, yeah, yeah, that goes with just about everything that we do, whatever you do with us or whatever we do around us, is going to affect other people, positive or negative. 100%. That's one thing I really focus on teaching my clients in both of my businesses is to understand the difference between control and power struggles. And when we can shift to understand what we can control, then we see just how much influence we actually have on the world around us. Exactly. And that's very powerful. That's very powerful. All right. Good words. Thank you, Jen. I really appreciate that. Sure. All right. Speaking of pitfalls, mm. <laughs> since we had thrown that in there, when you first got started in your coaching and that kind of thing, I was wondering what kind of pitfalls and problems and struggles you had just getting started. Many. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pin down like the top two, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? So I think the biggest challenges that I've encountered, really, one is I've never been a huge fan of social media. And so figuring out how to navigate it, utilize it. I still can't tell you how the stupid algorithms work. I'm still figuring it all out. I'm, I'm better than where I started, but I have a really big learning curve ahead of me. So that's that's my biggest challenge, mostly because I never had to do marketing as a therapist. I There was... We have a warehouse, right, of information to find people like psychology today, but that doesn't really exist for coaching. And so I'm like, and it's such a bigger, more vast area that I want to reach. Wow. How do I get my name out there? I'm not good at Mm self-promotion, right? I tend to be a little bit on the humble side. So I'm like, oh, I have to get in front of a camera. I'm used to being in the room where somebody else is really the focus of attention. I have to make myself the focus of attention. Oh, so I really have had to work to get outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, that's really been my biggest pitfall. Yeah, absolutely. Getting out of your comfort zone is really difficult, especially I do coaching myself too a little bit in the entrepreneur side. Finding others in in coaching is really hard. It's not as easy as it used to be. There's so much out there right now. We really have to make a name for ourselves and it's getting out of that comfort zone is what's going to make people notice us a little bit more. And I'm still trying to figure out social media algorithms. I think by the time I figure it out, they decide, oh, okay, time to change. It changes. It. Yeah, yeah, it's always exactly. changing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely been one of my biggest challenges. And I think the other pitfall is in a desire to get this up and running quickly, um, sometimes you have to slow down a little bit. So really not getting started as quickly as I had hoped and trying to find the resources and listening to all of the voices 
And suddenly those algorithms are sending every coach and social media guru and whatever. And it's, it's so much is who do I listen to and investing money that, okay, it was a learning experience. So I guess there's some value in it, but I didn't get the value it that I was hoping my money was going to get me. So those really are the challenges that I didn't know what I didn't know. And I am learning every day. You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> That's definitely how it goes. We really, when it comes to listening, we're going to get words like a hailstorm trying to figure out who to listen to, what you know, what to listen to, and that thing. So you really have to sit down and trust your gut and know which one sets right with you. Don't just jump out and oh, this sounds good. Let's go for it. Really sit down and, and listen to yourself, listen to your head, listen to your gut to understand where what we really can do with the information given. And slowing down to speed up, that's a big thing for me too. We have to slow down and listen and understand what's happening before we jump out, just like we were saying before. Before we speed up, before we run ahead, or as we're tripping ourselves over going over the start line because we didn't know what we were getting into. So that's definitely common, but a very powerful thing to happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely have learned the hard way, right? You try to go too fast, you trip and fall and... Okay, now I have to put my little band-aids on and kiss my little boo-boos and pick myself up and try again. And then every once in a while we gotta put that stinging iodine stuff on. Oh <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. Thank you very much for that. All right. I was just curious, I know you've been doing some other things too, but what what influences do you have? in your business. Do you have any mentors or anybody like that that keeps you moving forward? There are certain coaches out there. I'm not currently working with one that they've served their purpose for me to provide some motivation, some direction, but honestly my inspiration comes from my family. Mm. I lost my mom during the pandemic. But she was always my biggest advocate and my biggest inspiration. She was ahead of her time. She was community and world-minded, and she was the most giving person ever. I think that's probably what influenced me to become a social worker in the first place. And having two teens, them and all of their friends, they influenced me every day in terms of the daily reminders of where all those needs really are. My kids are great, but they're still teens. Agreed. <laughs> Same thing and watching how different they are, right? And watching their different oh. needs and the things, what they respond to. And my daughter in particular, she's my younger. Sometimes I, I tell her she's my shero and she rolls her eyes at me. But the kids got grit, determination, like nobody I've ever met, except maybe her grandmother. Get a generation, maybe a little bit. No, I, I don't think I have it too. But she is the poster child of also why I'm doing this. Yeah. Your mother could still be an inspiration even today. She is. She and, is. And that could go for anybody that might have lost somebody that they loved, but st still keeping them in your heart and knowing that they're there for you, even though they're not really there, is a big part of it. And then keeping your heart open to those experiences and those emotions and feelings to know that they're looking after you no matter what. And having your teen as a hero is okay. <laughs> <laughs> my son, my son is one of my biggest inspirations because of what he's been able to accomplish at his age. Mm -hmm. So, um, watching how him, old is he? 
He is 17, but he's already graduated high school. He actually did that last wow. week. Congratulations to him. Oh, yeah. It's ju- he just tested out. Says, I'm done with this. I'm finishing school <laughs> now. So <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> no. But he did have to fight for every inch of where he had to be and where he got to. And watching him go through the things that he did is really inspirational for me to keep moving forward for what I'm doing. So there's nothing wrong with having your kids as one of your one of your heroes or one of your mentors or anything like that. Heck, my son even gave me my uh, my tagline. I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. He said that when he was six. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And we between the two of us, we've kept that alive. And he's 17 now and we still live by those words to this day. Hopefully you have them posted in your home somewhere. All over the place. Good. <laughs> All over the place. We, we, yeah, so it's pretty awesome. All right. Thank you for that. those wonderful words. Thank you very much. All right. Here's one of my favorite questions, and I always get a different answer every single time is, when will you know you've made it? When will you know you've made it to the point where this is where I want to be? This is exactly where I want to be at this particular time. Can you explain that to me? Thanks. I feel like I have very contradictory answers to that. On the one hand, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be in every moment. The journey is not over until I'm dead. And on the other hand, I think that as far as this particular journey goes, when the narrative about what it means to be a teenager or be the parent of a teenager changes, I'll feel like my job is done. When rather than parents go, oh, wait until they're teenagers. Oh, you have two teens. I'm sorry. I hate that response. Mm -hmm. I want the response to be, oh, teenagers. How exciting. That must be a lot of fun and keep you busy. And for teens to feel like they are the superhumans that they are becoming. That's amazing. That's good. On one hand, it's we don't want to make it. It's because that means it's, it's over. Our job is never done. Our job is never done. <laughs> it just evolves into something new. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. Even as entrepreneurs, we move that goalpost further on and further on, even though we've made it. Okay, now we're going to go over here and start doing this. Yeah. And That's what we do. And especially something like you, what you're doing is you want to keep that going because there's always a, it's always a learning process. It's always going to be a learning process in one way, shape or form. Yep. Yep. And the world around them is, has a great influence. So as our world continually changes, so will their needs to a certain extent. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm always, I'm really curious to see what's going to happen in the next 10, 15 years with AI and how that's going to affect the next generation. That's going to be interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Just even, I mean, one of the big purposes of the teenage brain is to help them become effective problem solvers. And that is a huge area of need for most teens that I know, right? If they've grown up dependent on screens in any way, I just Google it. I don't know how to figure it out. And I more and more now teachers are only having them do in-class essays because there's no way for them to monitor, is this AI generated or not? Mm-hmm. It, I think it has the potential to make us smarter, but it also has the potential to make us dumber. It really depends on how it gets utilized. So it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
I'd like to see a teenager Google self-reliant. <laughs> Let, let's see what they can learn when they Google something like or self-preservation or something like that. Something that's really not Google Googleable. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> this is real life, ladies and gentlemen. Googleable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just made a new word. <laughs> I did. All right. Cool. <laughs> Chalk that one up, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So, yeah. So that's awesome. It's good to see you keep moving forward no matter what happens and how long things are going for. Always move forward. That's the important part. When things stop growing, they become stagnant and decay. I'm not ready to start decaying, so got to keep moving. No, that's for sure. All right. Use it or lose it, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. If I like this one, too, because this gives a lot of information. If you bet somebody that wants to do a similar entrepreneur adventure as you, what advice would you give them? What steps would you have them take? Mm, I would tell them, congratulations, and take a deep breath and do nothing except some research. Do not jump into hiring a coach. Do not jump in to a whole lot of investment. And mostly do not buy into these coaches that say, 5K your monthly income Oh in- yeah. 60 days. Is it possible? Sure. And it does happen, but that's not the norm. So have some realistic expectations of yourself. If you do a coaching program, there's some good ones out there. When I did, it didn't quite live up to my expectations, but it it was helpful in terms of some foundation and some, it was a, a generic blueprint and it gave me a starting point because I really didn't know. I'll be honest. I used to be one of those people that would say, oh, life therapy right? Stop trying to do my job. I have the training. And that said, I did over the years, I've met some wonderful life coaches, but I've also met some that have done more harm than good. When I had this idea, I was like, what am I thinking going into coaching? I did not work all this time to become a therapist. But on the other hand, not everybody's going to do therapy. And like I said, most of the time therapy is going to be reactive. Why is it that I can't just encapsulate what I teach my clients in as part of the therapeutic process in and of themselves, right? Anybody who's skilled enough is capable to teach them. I wanted schools to teach them. Those aren't therapists. So, but find somebody, vet them, talk to actual clients, get feedback and real life testimonials, not just what they post and set realistic expectations about how long it really takes. Somebody who says, it doesn't take much time at all, is probably doing this full time. And many of us to get this started have to have other income. We don't have, there's only so many hours in the day and, oh, you have a family too. They have needs. People get sick. You want to take vacation, right? Finding that balance and creating a realistic timeline would be my biggest piece of advice so that they don't burn themselves out and get frustrated and just potentially give up. 100%. I agree with that 100%. Having that balance between family and and everything else, that's really important because you need to know where your priorities are when it comes to something like that. You need to know who to put first and where to put what if you're going to have that balance. If you don't have that balance, you're going to burn out in one way, shape, or form and and somewhere in, in that lines too. You are. And the momentum has to be realistic to maintain. 
yeah, that momentum that needs to keep going forward, just like we we're talking about other other ways it stops. And then once it stops, right. it's hard to get going again. And that's good uh, Good information on research first. Do your research first on everything. Make sure it's something that you actually want to do. It might sound like a good idea at the time, but you don't want to spend a bunch of money and time on something you're not 100% sure that you want to be a part of. If you spend money and, and all these other things and realize it's not something you're into or you want to do, it's a waste. You still learn something, just like you said. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like I could have been putting my energies into something else that was more profitable, more learning, any anything like that. So it's really important to do your research first before jumping into anything else. I was this is a question I like. If I was looking to hire somebody with your talents, but I have found two other people that charge similar, that have similar credentials as you. What would set you apart from these other two people? First of all, I'd say that all three of us, because I feel like the relationship in the coaching world matters, right? But you're going to come back to me. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> because my program is so comprehensive right? Because I'm so available to my clients because they also can send me messages 24 seven and I'm really responsive. I've got 30 years experience doing this. I'm a licensed therapist. I don't have to be a therapist to teach this stuff, but that's a major bonus. Mm. You're going to be hard pressed. And I have to walk the walk and talk the talk because I raised two teens of my own. You're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody with all of those boxes checked. All right. That's all. You're hired. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good that you have the experience behind you. You have the the drive. It totally sounds like you have the drive. And especially something like this, too, you need to be very responsive because sometimes minutes count in some aspects. Sure. So it, it's good to, to to make sure that you're there for them. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> All right. So this is one of my favorite questions, but I stole this from another podcast. So sorry, everybody. But what is the one question you wish I would have asked you but didn't? I always miss one really good question that everybody's ready for, got the answer for but I never asked the question. So what is that question, Jen? I don't know. We've talked about my why, what's it look like? <laughs> I guess the only thing that I think I get asked, not necessarily being interviewed on a podcast, but in general is how do I know that it's going to work, right? What kind of outcomes? Okay. That's really about the only other question I can think of. Okay. In happens. which case, I can say the coaching business is new. My outcomes for 30 years of teaching kids all these skills, it's pretty phenomenal. I still have people that reach out to me and all of my therapy clients for years have been like, why don't you write books? You need to teach this stuff to people. And I'm like, it's out there. But I realize just because it's out there doesn't mean that it's it's provided in a way that people connect with and really resonates or it's just written or provided in a way that clicks, right? That aha moment. So I work really hard to provide things to my clients in bite sizes. 
some of my clients make fun of me because we joke that I talk in bumper stickers, but it's just constantly reinforcing certain concepts, messages that they then, it, that becomes part of their own internal loop so that they remember to use those tools. Yeah. And th that's good, good advice too. Even though it's out there already, there's going to be, there's 7 billion people in this world. There's going to be somebody out there that has never heard whatever it is you have to say. I've actually right. learned that myself too. And that's why I do what I do is to make sure that people hear my version of what this actually is. Might even be the same information they've heard before, but this is this information coming from me. This is this information coming from you. Right. Sometimes it's different coming from somebody else, even though it's the same information. Ask my wife. <laughs> But right, but I we told... each have our unique filter and perspective, right? And yeah. so that's it, it's going to be delivered differently. And that's that's what makes us different in who we are, is even though it's the same information, when it's said differently, worded differently, or even comes from a different tone of voice, it's gonna resonate with somebody differently than it is from somebody else. And those are the people that we want to reach out to, because that's when we give them that good positive information. It gets to the point here that I'm going to do what I do with all my guests is a six-month goal for you and your business. So what I'd like to know is in the next six months, what do you have planned for yourself and your company? That is an excellent question. It's so hard to answer <laughs> because there are so many things that I want to accomplish, and that is still one of my challenges, right, to the prioritizing. So one thing that will be done within the next six months, obviously, is I will have finished recording and probably gone back and updated the entire 12 week videos, the learning modules, right? I'd like to say that I will be where I am now with my boys program by then. I probably would give myself in the next year. I don't know about the next six months. The other really big goal really is the putting myself out there, right? The getting outside my comfort zone to find opportunities like you're providing me, right? Podcasts, speaking engagements, improving and getting in front of the screen on social media, all of that, right? To really be, it's not so much that I'm focused on the number of followers I have on social media, but that is a metric to say how many people am I reaching to start to get my message out there and the fact that I exist and this program exists to a certain degree. Yeah. That I would like to feel like I've put myself in front of the screen in front of an audience and tripled it in the next six months, if not more. All right. Okay. So here's what I got for you. In the next six minutes, that's all folks. Let me try it again. In the <laughs> next six months, your 12, your first 12 week modular done. And available. Absolutely. And to get yourself out there and feel like you've actually made it out there. Finding a little new ways to get out in the social medias and to, to get your name out there. So here's what I'm going to do. In the next six months, I'd like to have another interview with you, <laughs> just like this one. And we're accountability. Gonna you, that's right. Exactly <laughs> what we're going to do. It's accountability. <gasps> we'll see if you've actually made these goals. Are you okay with that, Jen? I would love it. I'm okay. all about accountability. <laughs> okay. Good. This is going to work for you. I have a really good feeling about this. Thank you. I do too. 
All right. So at this point, this is your time to shine, Jen. This is your opportunity to talk about what you do and how we get a hold of you if we want your services and maybe how we get a hold of that 12-week module when it comes out. Absolutely. Some of it is recorded. And so right now, I, up to this point, refining the curriculum, I've been doing life coaching. So now I'm actually starting to, I've got the first two weeks done, starting on week three now. And so I'll drip it to my clients for now. When it's all done, then they'll just get the whole program upon payment. But I also, I have a Facebook group so parents can check me out. I think my situation's a little bit unique because the person with the purse string is not my actual client. And that's been one of my challenges with marketing too. It's, I'm really marketing to the parents, but my program's for their daughter. And so we need to be clear in that messaging. But I do have a, a program free group for parents where I provide tips and resources and I do like um, just because I want to reinforce the messaging and give them some tools to support their daughter, even though their daughter's at an age that she's going to need to develop these tools herself. So you can find me on Facebook. It's my program is called Teen Toolbox for Girls with Teen Toolbox for Boys coming. My website is just jenkenobiocoaching.com. Um, Kenobio is spelled C-A-N-O-B-B-I-O. And I'm on Instagram. Technically, I'm on TikTok. That, I can't say that I've devoted a lot of time there. That's part of my goal for the next six months. Uh, my teenager, actually, she doesn't have social media, but she's, can I be in charge of your TikTok? You need to be dialing in your TikTok. That might be a thing in the next six months too. But it's all, if you Google Jen Kenobio Coaching, you'll find me in all of these spaces. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you for being on The Undiscovered Entrepreneur. The pleasure's truly been mine, Jesse. I appreciate you having me. All right. All right, School Believers, thanks for joining us. And make sure you stay tuned for the wrap-up. All right, everybody, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jen. Holy cow, what a great story. And kids are so important to me and giving them those tools that they need so they can have the lives that they deserve is really so important. So I'm glad Jen's actually doing something like that. Such a great inspiration. And practicing and what she's doing is hard. It's not going to be easy to get ourselves out there, especially when we're not used to being in front of a camera or anything like that. But she's doing it. That's the thing, too. That's the important thing. She's actually making progress. She's moving forward in some way, shape, or form. I find a lot of people that I talk to just stop. They stop. They be stagnant. They, they don't do anything more because they're too afraid or they're afraid of what other people are going to think. We can't think like that as entrepreneurs. We have to move forward if we're going to make any progress, any learning, anything along those lines to get things going. So I'm really proud of Jen and what she's doing, and hopefully we'll hear from more from her, and I can't wait to see that follow-up in six months. Okay, so a little bit more about me and what I'm doing lately. I have a brand spanking new giveaway. These are just part of the giveaways I've been talking about for the last, I don't know, about a month or so. My next giveaway right now is going to be a kind of a map of the three problems of getting started in your entrepreneur adventure and how to overcome them. So 
If you would do me a favor and just go to tuepodcast.net backslash overcome, that's O-V-E-R-C-O-M-E, you will get a PDF and videos of me explaining the three problems about getting started and how to overcome those problems. Go right now, tuepodcast.net backslash overcome. Also, I'm going to go ahead and say this here. I would really appreciate it if you took a look into my Patreon where I have some great exclusives going on in there right now. I have exclusive scenes, uh, behind the scenes actually, of me doing my podcasts. A very exclusive community of people that are helping each other start their businesses. People going through the same things that you're going through right now, all getting together to help motivate each other and move things along in their entrepreneurial venture. We have group coachings and even possible one-on-ones with me, DJ Scoob. All right, and one last thing. I am announcing my next live stream that I'm having on Facebook and on YouTube. It's going to be happening on March 12th. So set your calendars, school believers, to March 12th to join me on my next live stream. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for another great episode, and we'll see you on the next one. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Hello there. DJ Scoob here. And I just want to personally say thank you for listening to my program. I really hope you learned something. Tune in in two weeks to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs and a podcast and a coach, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias, And at this point, I just can't hire a social media manager. It's just too gosh darn expensive. Pinnacle AI to the rescue. I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now and seen big improvements in my reach and consistency. Do you want to have time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.